This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Welcome. This is your financial need to know podcast, Talk Money to Me. Thanks for joining us. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And we're excited to bring you once again, one of our favorite episodes, our order pad. Now it's been a while, um, but in these episodes, Candace and I discuss and evaluate listed companies which have caught our eye. Maybe they're displaying impressive growth numbers we simply can't ignore. Perhaps the business recently reported solid financial figures. Are they in an interesting sector with a lot of potential? Or has the market oversold the shares leading us to the conclusion that now is an ideal time to buy these businesses? 100%. And in fact, when all those factors align, it's even better, right? So today we're going to be chatting about a couple of different stocks listed on the ASX. As always, guys, please note that our conversation today is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shrine Partners. Please note that the podcast and the content discussed in our episodes don't constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. And in fact, the content on this podcast is general in nature and you should always seek professional appropriate advice before making your investment decisions. In fact, all the companies that we're going to be chatting about on our show today are offered in good faith based on the facts known at the time and we're recording on the 19th of April 2022 and it doesn't contain all the relevant information in respect to their financial products to which they relate. So now that's out of the way. In honour of our last three episodes just wrapped up, it was a series with our very own Shoring Partners Analyst Research Team, Felicity and I decided to actually pick our favourite companies which the guys covered. So with that, Felicity, what company are you bringing to the Autopad today? I really like Ordinate, one of Danny Eunice's ideas, as it has absolutely no competition, which is really unheard of, right, these days. However, I'm going to be a little bit naughty and I'm going to go with a stock that actually wasn't spoken about, um, as I think our listeners got a lot of information on Ordinate to decide whether it was a buy for them. So... I'm going to keep with the analyst theme though. I'm going to pitch one from Peter O'Connor. The company is IGO Limited, which is actually Independence Group. Now the code is IGO on the ASX. And this is a company that I've been invested for clients for a few years now, topping up when it dropped as low as $3.60 levels in the COVID 2020 crash. Now it's trading around the $13.80, 10 marks. It's rallied quite a lot um, in the resources, commodities rally. Now the market cap is $10.84 billion. So not a small overnight company, this one. I agree. I also really liked Ordinate. It was a very interesting business model. 
That made my second pick. All right, but coming back to your one. So why IGO? Tell us about the business. What do they do? Well, that's it. And I mean, Hersha put a fabulous tile on our Instagram all about Ordinate um, and a great story, which was very fancy. So I thought I'll park that, but that was my pick. I also like your pick, but we'll hear a little bit about that one a bit later. So IGO owns and operates the Nova Nickel Copper Cobate Operation in WA and has invested in a lithium-focused joint venture with their partner, Tianchi Lithium Corp., which comprises a 51% stake in the Green Bushes Lithium Mine and 100% interest in downstream processing refinery in Guyana, producing battery-grade lithium hydroxide. This was actually the outcome of the M&A of literally a decade where they got involved in this lithium mine, which is very, very exciting. So essentially they're a mining metals business in the clean energy, you know, future facing commodity space, right? That's it. So they're really pivoting away from gold where they actually did uh, divest their 30% stake in a gold mine uh, to really focus on creating a better planet for future generations by discovering, developing and delivered products to critical to the clean energy. What I really like about this business is they've got a very clear purpose with strong values. Yeah, super interesting. And that does sound like a business you want to own, right? Looking to the future to solve a major problem being the climate. One that's also making a difference safely and sustainably and ethically delivering products, you know, to advance the global transition to decarbonisation. Yeah, exactly. So I thought you'd like this one. Now, through I their, do. <laughs> now, through their upstream mining and downstream processing assets, IGO is enabling future-facing technologies, including the electrification of transport, energy storage, as well as renewable energy generation. So they have really great missions. Don't get me wrong. What about the financials? Let's let's jump into those. Okay. So like I said previously, they actually divested last year their thirty percent stake in the gold mine Tropicana to Regis Resources. For a net 889 million, right? Which actually allowed them to focus on commodities critical to enabling clean energy. Tick. Look, the dividend yield isn't huge yet. It's around 1.07%. But we do actually forecast over the next couple of years, it'll be about 2.5%. JP Morgan actually has it at about 6%, which is crazy. Um, Now, most recent quarterly results reflected a strong balance sheet. So now net cash of 570 million. We forecast net cash of 1.21 million for FY22. Now the NPAT of 91 mil for the first half. Now the Green Bush's lithium mine is actually in higher production with a lower cost than previous estimates, which is fantastic, right? That's what you want to hear. Now forecast EPS growth is 123.9%. Forecast sales growth is 72.5% with the forecast dividend yield of 1.5%. So you know, I think a pretty strong balance sheet. Triple digits for the EPS growth. Like that, that's, that's a major headline number, that one. That's definitely going to bring in lots of investors, I think. All right. So why have you chosen IGO? And I guess why now also? Yeah, exactly. So why would I say let's buy some more when it has rallied a lot? The reason is, I know a lot of analysts see it as fully priced. They're actually in M&A talks with Western Areas, which is a small cap, right, that you wouldn't have heard of. The code is WSA on ASX as part of their transformation pivot. Now, IGO initially actually tried to take over WSA at $3.36 per share, which was rejected. This is kind of how it went. WSA, we want more than $3.36 per share. IGO, we don't think anything material has changed. 
WSA, it's not fair or reasonable. We'll pull the scheme. IGO, hold on, don't do that. Now, they've actually agreed to revise terms meeting at the midpoint of $3.87 per share, which we actually believe is fair value. So, a win-win outcome for both parties. That's what you want to walk away with. Remember we went to that advisor conference and we were told that good negotiations, everyone walks away feeling like they've won? A winner, yeah. That's it. Well, this is what WSA and IGO are currently doing. Negotiation one-on-one. Love it. All right, so now both happy parties supposedly uh, are talking and deliberating on the new price, 387. But let's take a step back. Let's talk more about what did WSA do? Why are they interested? Definitely. All right. So this is a mineral exploration company engaging in mining and processing sale of nickel sulfate concentrate. Now they continue to use feasibility and development of the nickel mines, base and platinum group metals. So why nickel, right? I guess we come back to that. Now the nickel price outlook is really strong with a lot of headroom to spot price versus consensus and our forecast an upward trend. I'll explain it. So 2022 spot price predicted $91 compared to consensus of $49, right? 2024 spot price $297 compared to consensus of $65. So I think that's one of the core drivers of why they actually did want to take over WSA mines. They want you know, a really, they want a a larger hold in nickel production. Um, So I guess some core drivers of WSA that we kind of want to go through, operational recovery in the second half of FY21 and beyond. So the scorecard's looking really good with nickel production and sales plus cash trends favourable. They've got two main mines that they're focusing on, right, which have had quite positive updates. You've got one, the Forestania complex, very cool name. And then you've got number two, the Odyssey Complex, which is a newer growth project. Again, very exciting. I could go on and on here, but I'm going to probably leave this for another Autopad episode because it's not on WSA. (laughs) That's right. It's on IGO. And I guess also for our listeners, nickel is another commodity, which is key for the EV supply chain, right? So it's definitely... It's definitely interesting that IGO are keen to get more into that space. So let's come back to IGO. So just give us, I guess, your key points and the big thing, right? Valuation. What do we think IGO is going to do in the next 12, 24 months? Yeah, exactly. So we want to keep this short and sweet. I reiterate a buy for IGO because I really think that it could be the next success story. Think mineral resources or Fortescue, right? Look, you could wait if you want to for a little bit of a sell-off before getting in, as some do believe it's overvalued, like I said previously. But I think for long-term investors, it's really a screaming buy. A one-stop stock for EV raw material. So really watch this space. You know, they put, they're like a I said earlier, they did pull off the lithium deal of the decade. They've got the management to do so. Um, so really, who knows what's next for IGO? Sure, price target is $14. Now it's currently trading at around $14.11, so a bit higher than our price target. Consensus is $13.97, so a little bit lower, but most bullish is $17.40, and I'm going to go with them. But before I wrap, there's actually a couple things to note over the next eight days, right? We're going to have a very busy two weeks ahead with almost all of the top 30 miners reporting over the next eight trading days. So that's three results per day. So it's going to be really busy. Anyway, that's enough from me. We're going to hear Candice's top picks from one of our analyst series. But before we do, let's hear from our sponsors. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Candice, what is your stock pick for the order pad? So I'm going to go with Elders from Philip's episode where he covers a really good in-depth into the Australian agriculture and why we can't ignore it. So if you haven't listened, guys, head back to that. Reasons being why I like Elder is a few things, right? But just coming back to basics, Australian farmers will generate around $81 billion in farm production in 2021 and 2022. That's an increase of about 18% on the prior year. Secondly, around $45 billion will come from this production in mainly wheat and barley and $35 million from livestock. So think cattle and sheep. So in my opinion and what Philip, you know, really eloquently said, this is a really large sector and it's also an essential sector because regardless of what's going on in the world, we all need to eat. We all head home. We all traditionally would sit down at a dining table and maybe have some milk, bread, meat, soy or fruit or vegetables, right? It's just part of our daily needs. That's so true. I love that you said eloquently. Now, agriculture is really an essential product. As we heard from our chat with Philip, the agricultural sector conditions are currently very strong. What a good pick. Tell us a little bit more about the company, CB. So Elders is an Australian company that actually dates back to 1839. Love that. Tick. Today, Elders is owned and operated by Australia's leading rural services businesses. So they have a rural service part. Uh, that's operational side. You know, they supply the physical things, financial advisory inputs and marketing to help Australian and New Zealand farmers realise the best results for their efforts. Elders has actually been listed on the ASX since June 1981, but it was actually called Fruitius Corporation under the code FCL. But today it trades under ELD ticketer, market cap of about 2.2 bill, paying a dividend just shy of 3%. Isn't FCL actually Phineos now, another one of our picks? Yes, it is. So interesting, like, do they all meet and say, hey, let's trade these um, ticket names? I know. What if you thought you were buying, you know, agriculture and you're actually buying tech? How funny. Well, (laughs) you know, you were buying it back in the 80s, so (laughs) it's a little bit out of date now. True. Elders is now ELD, so don't get that confused. All right. Well, give us a few key points why ELD actually caught your eye out of all the other businesses, which our Shaw Research guys covered. I mean, didn't they give us a great insight? I think there was like over 20 stocks mentioned over three episodes. So there was a lot to choose from, but it's a really key business in my opinion and the most compelling buy right now for two reasons, just for the interest of time. Firstly, farm profitability. So the Australian Bureau of Agricultural Resource Economics and Sciences are actually forecasting that the gross value of the farm production and the net farm cash income is going to peak basically last year, 2021, and this year, 2022. And it's going to remain very healthy 
out until 2026, 2027. So peaking now, lots of profitability on the table right now, but also a healthy expansion in the next sort of five years. So we believe this outlook could actually improve further given the recent rainfall that we've seen in most of Australia and the level of agricultural commodity prices remaining strong and ramping up for the next few years to come. Secondly, excellent management and strategic planning. This is the real main point that I wanted to jump into. Elders have what they called an eight-point plan. An eight-point plan, okay. So what does that entail? It's really a focus on return on capital when you break it down at the end of the day. So a key person to note in the business is Mark Allison. He joined Elders as a non-executive director back in 2009. He also served as chairman and executive chairman also. Um, But now his role is managing director and CEO as of he's been in that position since May 2014. So inherited a bit of a rough time. You know, it was a bit uh, difficult periods there, quarter on quarter for elders because they had, you know, pretty high levels of debt. Their market share losses was was pretty major in the retail and the agency space. And they had investments in really challenging industries, you know, such as forestry um, and live exports. So Mark and his team introduced this new strategic plan when he took the job in 2014, which is the eight-point plan. Now, the aim was back then to achieve an EBIT of $60 million and a return of capital of 20% within three years. Mm-hmm. So they're all numbers, right? Let's put it in perspective. At the time in FY14, what he inherited was elders actually delivered an underlying EBIT of 27.3 million and a return of capital of 11.7. So you're trying to double it, right? Yeah. And he's basically saying, let's do this in three years. Let's get these big goals out the door. Mm. Now, fast forward to FY17, elders actually more than doubled its underlying EBIT to 70.4 million. He tried to say, set the floor at 60 and more than doubled its return of capital. He actually achieved 26.8. That's fantastic. And you know, you know, but we love that under promise and over deliver. So then management decided to set another three year, eight point plan, this time growing underlying EBIT five to 10% per annum, maintaining that 20% return of capital. Lo and behold, what happened? Elders delivered once again, the actual underlying EBIT grew by 19% per annum over the three year period, smashed it, including the AIRR acquisition in FY20. The return on capital was actually 20.2. So again, they really delivered on that three year plan. Just for our listeners, I guess, benefit, um, the AIRR acquisition is actually the Australian Independent Rural Retailers acquisition. Exactly. And more recently, right, because it's, it's all about the recent side of things and why Elders is a stock that we want to add now. In FY20, Elders came back with their third eight-point plan covering from the period FY21 to FY23. Again, they're saying let's target 5 to 10% per annum EBIT and an EPS growth throughout the agricultural cycles at 15% return on capital. So they were 2020 and then 15. And they what they said is the reduced return on capital is largely because of the result, as you just said, of the ARR acquisition as wholesale carriers generally have lower margins than retail and the agency side of the business. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So how far are they on track to meet these updated targets? Well, in FY21, Elders delivered 38% growth in the underlying EBIT and EPS margins and a return on capital of 22.5. So yeah, really, they're smashing it once again. And it all comes down to, if I could really wrap it up in a nutshell and say to you, why buy elders now? Mm. It's because there's major tailwinds in the ag sector. It's peaking this year and it's looking healthy out until 2026, 2027. 
Plus also it's a very well-run company with really excellent management that are here to stay. Really large enough market cap to to be defensive in nature uh, and it pays a dividend, right? I think it's a bit of a no-brainer as Elders is really a diversified defensive ag stock I think we want to own in the portfolio. Tick, 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 tick. All right. Well, who are Elders' biggest competitors? We've probably got the two main ones that come to your head is Grain Corp and New Farm. Okay. And how are they tracking? Um, similar to ELD in their recent reports in the market. New Farm, go. All right. So New Farm recently in Feb, they stated that trading conditions are really good. They continue to be favourable. The outlook for soft commodity prices remain positive, driving increased plantings. So great seasonal conditions, strong demand in their um, production products. So they're signalling good times ahead. So New Farm, this should be good for L1 Capital, right? As they had quite a large position in this one. All right. What about Grain Corp? Grain Corp also back in Feb of 2022 announced that it expects their FY22 underlying EBITDA to be up 45% to 63 versus PCP. So massive, massive, massive numbers for Grain Corp. And they're basically said in their reports, in addition to a second, um, you know, bumper crop season that we've seen, massive global demand for the Australian grain and product is here to stay. And they're going to expect really strong numbers at the latter half of this year. Once again, you know, they've invested into their efficient uh, supply chain. So they didn't feel those COVID constraints like a lot of businesses did. And Australian growers, once again, are continuously facing many challenges, including floods and wet and interrupted harvest. Um, However, their operational and processing teams continue to work under the heightened COVID conditions. So basically, Grain Corp and New Farm... You're right. If you look at their their channel check and their peers, they're signalling really strong numbers and strong numbers continue. So I think that whole sector is just going to have a nice up. I think that whole sector is going to be really uplifted this year. That's good. A nice little boom in the agri sector. Can you remind us of the price target and you know valuation of ELD? Yep. So valuation is about two point two billion. Like I said, trading around fourteen twenty five per share under the code ELD. Shaw places a price target of sixteen fifty. So that's about 15.5% upside on the current levels that we're quoting at the moment as of 19 of April. And the street places a consensus of around 14.75. So not a lot of upside from what the street think. But Philip, like he said, he thinks the market hasn't got this right. You know, they're more focused on Grain Corp, for example. And the most bull call out there is 17.40. So even more upside than what Shaw think. I honestly think, like you were saying with IGO, um, you know, if you look at the the sort of 52-week swing of of elders, a lot of value guys and, and ladies might think, oh, look, it's already rallied. But if you think long term, knowing that the outlook is going to look good for the next three, four, five years, it could honestly be over $17 share price and then happy days. That's it. The reason I say that, just to wrap it up, is... If you look at their track record, right, they under-promise and over-deliver. In fact, their net income that they've achieved on an average beat by consensus has been by a margin of 8.6% and their EBIT beat historically has been 7.2%. So what that's saying is analysts are underquoting them. Isn't that fantastic? So what's also a bit of a coincidence, you've got elders bullish at 1740 and IGO bullish at 1740. Isn't that yeah. interesting? So Yeah, good pickup. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that very interesting? And I think, you know, listening to both of our picks today, you've really got one extremely strong management, management that it can actually pull off in IGO's instance 
huge M&A and elders management have proven it time and time again. Um, We've also got huge tailwinds in the industry, in the sectors, and we've also got extremely good balance sheets for both of them. Exactly. And hence why they uh, deserve a spot in that water pad. And just for our listeners, um, I guess, benefit, we actually don't, Felicity and I don't chat about our stocks before. So we could have both pitched IGO or elders for all we know. And I think it's just interesting how we both work in different ways, right? Typically you're more small cap, more growthy. This time you've gone more large cap. They're both defensive. That's And I, I think going. what that's signaling in the last couple of episodes we've been talking about is, look, we have had major earning years because of COVID, but the rule book and the stage for the global market's changing. We've got inflation. We've got the lowest levels of unemployment ever. We have potential housing concerns we need to worry about here in Australia. So I think we want to be a little bit more defensive. That's it. Right? So theme of, you know, I guess food shortages and EV, like what more could you want? All right. Well, that's a wrap. So we've added IGO and ELD to the order pad and we hope you like today's episode. As always, remember that although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shrine Partners, please note today's discussion does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, you should seek professional financial advice before making your investment choices. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email, which is displayed in the show notes below. Please make sure you follow us on at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates and a five-star review would be fantastic. Until next time. We love a good five-star. Okay, thanks, guys. That's a wrap. See you next time. Bye. Talk Money to Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.